AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Volume. Just a reminder, you can catch us recording this podcast live on AMP. AMP is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with us in person while we're recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store and make sure you follow us at at Jenkins and Jones to get notified when we go live. Jenkins and Jones listeners, we are joined today by a very special guest. Um, before we get into the accolades of this very accomplished young lady, I just want to say this. First and foremost, this is the homie right here. Uh, when I first hopped on Twitter, damn near 15 years ago, um, the first two friends I made on there were John and this young lady. Uh, we connected on Twitter over a love of hip hop. This was like 2009, 2010, right? The peak of the blog era. Just an incredibly fun time to be a rap fan. And at the time, I remember she was a college student at Texas State who had aspirations to get out there and carve out her career path and make a living as someone who wrote and spoke and provided commentary on this art form that we love so much um, that is rap. And boy, oh boy, did she accomplish that shit. Right. So she has had writing credits in Billboard, Complex, Vibe, OK Player, Rolling Stone, to name a few multiple appearances on NPR. She is here to discuss her incredible new book with us, uh, which is titled Ode to Hip Hop, 50 Albums That Define 50 Years of Trailblazing Music. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenkins and Jones listeners, we have esteemed music journalist, cultural critic and SoundCloud DJ extraordinaire. (laughs) And very, very dear friend, Kiana Fitzgerald, joining us today. Kiana, how are you? Thank you so much for hopping on. Oh, my God. That was wonderful and far too kind. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes. We were so happy to fucking have you. Um, You know, first off, Kiana, I know I've said this to you 
be yes. already, but I'm going to say it again and I'm going to keep saying it. We are so fucking proud of you, little sis. This book is incredible, right? It's Thank it's you. so Thank fun. You. It's so informative. It's so engaging. But I'm going to tell you a particular moment when I was reading this that had me smiling from ear to ear. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading your review on The Diary, you know, the classic Scarface album, 1994. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, in your synopsis and your breakdown of it, you dropped a Scarface quote. And you mentioned that the quote you dropped came from an interview you conducted with Scarface last year. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what a fucking flex. Kiata is really out here. So um, I'm just curious, like, you know, as I mentioned, this is something you said you wanted to do your whole life. Do you ever just have moments where it's surreal to even you? Because that was like a moment there for me when I was reading that. That was, man, well, thank you for all that. But that was definitely a holy shit moment for me. Um, You know, growing up, listening to the Ghetto Boys, UGK, all the Texas acts, courtesy of my mom. But yeah, she had a big old crush on Scarface and Pimp C. So I always knew who they were. Good taste. Always, (laughs) exactly, right? But yeah, so um, yeah, I was always aware of who he was. But to like fast forward all these years and have the opportunity to talk to him, it was actually a very funny circumstance. I was trying to, interview him for something else and it didn't pan out so i just grabbed it and put it in this book but yeah he was he was doing what the fuck he wanted to do he was like he was talking to me but he was like yeah he was at the barbershop he was eating chips i was like you know what it's cool do what you gotta do but um yeah that was a really amazing moment just like again to kind of refer back to my mom who was like not only a fan of his looks but a fan of his music so yeah that was that was a big a big deal for me rap Awesome, awesome. I mean, you you don't seem like a rap fan. Like we, I'm a, I'm a rap fan. You know, I love. You seem like it's bigger than fandom. Like it's connected to your oh. life experience. You know, what I mean, like yeah, it it, yeah. it like, in, in, in a different way. It's it's bigger than fandom. But like, can you talk about like what the genre means to you and like how it what it, what it means to you to be able to do this? I mean, because I, I I when t- I was talking to Tyler yeah. about this, I, I don't know anybody who could have done this better than you. You feel me? Personally, oh my god! You know Thank so, you, man. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that. But um <laughs> man, you're absolutely correct. Um music, but specifically hip hop is literally woven into my DNA because of my mom, because of my brother, because of my sister. I have a very small family as y'all know, and we just kind of try to prop each other up mm-hmm. through music. And ever since I can remember, it's just been like, you know, like UGK as I said blasted through the house or uh, or on mm-hmm. car rides or any situation where music could be involved, mm-hmm. it was there. And I think because my mom was such like, she was like, she, I told this story on Twitter, but when Biggie dropped his first album, she went to Hastings, which was like, if y'all remember what Hastings is, I don't know if that was like, I, out I of think Texas, that's right? love, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah. So she went to the, sound like it's a like grocery a, store. A, <laughs> right. like the meat like section is immaculate. Right? <laughs> she went to get a prescription bone in Hastings. Hastings yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh my God, y'all are crazy. But yeah, so Hastings is like this multimedia entertainment store. And when the album dropped, she like rolled up and she was like, hey, like I'm trying to buy this album. Do y'all have it? And they're like, no, we're not carrying it. Like in so many words, we're in Texas. Why are you trying to get this New York ass album? So anyway, she ended up like placing a specific order for the for the album. They took, you know, they brought it in and she was like one of the first people in mm. town to have it. So again, my town is very, or I didn't, I didn't say this. My town is very small from Seguin, Texas, which is like, population 25,000 people. I know all the black people there were all related. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those towns where things like that don't happen in terms of like people ingesting and taking in music from different areas. Texas is very, very self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wrote a piece for NPR about how that self-sufficiency kind of buoys and 
propels a lot of the acts in the state, mm-hmm. like a Charlie Boy or somebody like that. So anyway, um, long story short, I fucking love hip hop. It's as you said, I'm not just a fan. I'm not even just a stan. I'm like a level above that. Um, it's it's the love of my life. I don't have a man. I don't have a woman. So this is all I got. And I'm focusing on that. I'm focusing on that. So that's what's up for me. <laughs> that's the most I just published a book shit I've ever heard in my life. Because it really is like you've just been in the tunnel, you know, like yeah, there's a light like, somewhere at the real. end of it. Um, yeah. I, first of all, I, w- I just wanted to congratulate you on the book and, and say it. it is obviously you you spent so much time on, on the words. But it's also just a beautiful book. You know, yes. it, it's it's and I encourage people to pick it up. It's one of those books you can have on your coffee table and people will come over and you know you could it, like it'll just be one of those books you could look at forever um yeah. I, how I, this is just a, a dorky writer question how gratifying was it for you as you started seeing the design process and seeing so you're working on a book you're looking at that white page oh my god months right you, you <laughs> yeah. months and months and months how yeah. gratifying was it for you to start seeing it go from something you were working on to obviously the beautiful end product that that you know makes you feel better as a writer i know it always make me feel better as a writer yeah. when i saw other people's stuff what was that like for you oh it was fucking phenomenal man like <laughs> just being able to see it like as you said every step of the design process they really kept me involved from picking the illustrator who is yay abe who's mm-hmm. fucking amazing um i had four options of designers and i chose him immediately i was like he's the, the front and center mm-hmm. like no question so after we had that established, then there are other people like in-house at Running Press, which is the publishing company that put this book out. They have like this in-house design team. And so those folks were like kind of working with like, if you pick up the book, please do. If you look through the book, you can see like different, like I always say accoutrement. I don't know why that's been my word to describe the shit in this book. But like, I always, see, I see like little like dazzling pieces. Like the cover has, um, like this kind of foil effect. Like if you move the book, you mm-hmm. can see it kind of shine. So it's like all these little elements that came together. Everybody on this team helped to contribute to it. So yeah, it was just really incredible. To, I'm like looking at it right now, like it's my baby. But, <laughs> yeah, um, right, yeah, right, it's right. Like incredible to like to page through it and see it all come together in a way that like seeing it from the very beginning of like, okay, well, what do you think about this design? And I'm like, hell yeah, go for it. Like every step of the way, I was just like, go for it. What I didn't did- have to like put any kind of... um like not negative feedback, but critique because yeah. they were just killing it. I, I love that like the different pages and different sections have like the pages themselves are different. Like it felt very much like getting, we've talked about this on the pod about how like my kids and, and kids now, they've lost something special about music in the mm-hmm. streaming era, mm-hmm. right? There's an upside to the availability of everything. But like you talked about, you know, your mom looking for the Biggie album, like, it, it, these were artifacts, right? Like they were like mm-hmm. little video game quests that we were like, how do I get my grandma to buy me a Snoop Dogg album? Right? Like, <laughs> like there, there were all of, there was all this stuff associated. And then when you got it, the physical object, it was like so pretty. And you'd look at the, you know, you'd look through the booklet and all this other yeah. stuff. And that's what the book felt like to me. Was that mm-hmm. conscious of like, I want there to be, I, I don't just want it to be like words on paper. I want it to yeah. feel like something where every page, like you said, you're seeing something different or, or, yeah. You're getting that feel of like, I have to see what else is in here. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I wanted this to be an experience. I just wanted people to be able to pick a chapter, pick a decade, whatever, and like look through it and like see themselves in it, which is kind of corny. But like, this is like for a lot of people, this is life. Like this is just the way that we um, communicate with each other, the way that we gravitate to each other. 
So yeah, in looking and constructing and doing all the things that have to do with creating this book, I definitely wanted it to be like a keepsake, obviously, but I also just want people to like enjoy the fuck out of it and remember the time <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. just like have uh, an enjoyable experience because even though this was a difficult thing to do, um, I still have so much love for the process and I just want people to appreciate it too. So yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, you know, I don't think we fully explained the concept of it. Basically, you know, you've got uh, 50 albums. It's the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And you're you're kind of going, you know, chronologically from, you know, um, Sh- um, Sugar Hill, Rapper Delight in, in mm-hmm. 1979, all the way up to uh, 2022. And you've got, you know, entries for each year and, and different albums for that. So, you know, that brings me to the question I have for here. You know, you mentioned how your mom mm-hmm. hipped you to, to you know, Texas rap. And that was something we bonded on on Twitter when we first met. Like, we both love yeah. the shit out of Texas rap, right? And, yes. and so, so I'm, you know, I'm curious, was there like an, an error or like a particular album or a particular rapper that you were just, you know, a little bit more excited to write about than the others? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you, the first chapter that I wrote, my sample chapter, was mm-hmm. Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Justin that album. A, yes. Yeah. My mom was, you know, obviously, or maybe not obviously, but as a woman of a, of a certain size, like seeing Missy come out. In like, you know, the inflatable mm-hmm. patent leather suit and all this shit. Like, it was just like, what the fuck? What is going on? Who is this? So like, that was like a big, like, staple moment. Like a yeah, billboard. Yeah, Can't Stand the Rain was a moment. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, when it came out, I must have been like eight or nine. So yeah, I still remember like watching the video on like MTV or whatever fucking channel it was. And just seeing like this woman up there doing her damn thing, dancing. Like, it was like, damn, like she could do it. I could do it. So yeah, it, that was definitely one of the albums that um i had the most fun writing about you posted a video of you on usa today you said like mama made it you know what i mean like yeah that's insane <laughs> yeah. like was that the moment where you're like wow like this is i mean this is beautiful this it's, it's amazing to see you you know in all your glory in that moment you know what i'm saying on usa today yeah speaking about what you loved and what we've seen you talk about it you know what i'm saying at length you know for mm-hmm. what damn it almost 15 years damn i feel old shit yeah. you know we, no, we, we old. ain't old you still young bro <laughs> we old dog you still a young one. you know but i'm like you know it's like what what was the moment where you like wow like this is you know this is this i I'm, i've really done this was it when you got the book like Mike spoke about earlier. Was it USA Ooh. Today? Was it NPR? Yeah. Like, you know, when was that? Yeah, I feel like I have multiple moments like that. And I'm very grateful and blessed and all the things to be able to say that. But I would say definitely um, being approached by NPR to right now. I don't know when this is coming out, but right now I'm doing 10 weeks of 10 albums that have changed the game of hip hop mm-hmm. on NPR on morning edition every week Fire. so when they approached me and said like hey do you want to do this i was like uh yeah so that was a big moment um rolling stone interviewed me about the book that was fucking huge and yeah the usa today thing i feel like like i said there are so many moments that just keep this is a big moment for me like y'all are the Come big on, homies man. like i'm so happy that yeah, we're doing yeah. this i'm dead ass yeah, like yeah. this is a big fucking deal so yeah every moment like this i'm just like i try not to think too much into it because if i do i feel like i'll freak <laughs> out but for now i'm like I can handle it. Like, this is fine. This and they is okay. and they talked about how proud they are of you. Like, we saw you at Complex, you know what I'm saying? Like, we saw you in college mm-hmm. trying to figure out at Complex doing your thing. And now you're being interviewed by Rolling Stone. You're on USA Today. You're writing for NPR, man. Like, that's so amazing. And, you know, really? like, the grind, the thing, you know, the things you worked through to get to this point. Like, it's it's yeah. it's so beautiful and inspiring to see what you've done. So I just, I wanted to 
show the love too and like like just to, when when I saw you had written this book I was like I as soon as you dropped it I, I was like pre-order fuck that I need this motherfucker here you feel me because it's just amazing to see what you have done so I just want to give you your kudos too Thank but yeah you. Thank you, man. I love y'all. I love, love you. Love you too, man. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I I've been tapping in with your um with with, with your morning edition series on NPR. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So thank you. No Thank problem. you. Hey. One of, you're an early morning man. <laughs> no, I I, I I just I just Google the shit because I know you got that series going on and I catch oh, up. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, and you had an episode when you were talking about paid in full. And, you know, yes. and the discussion was on how, you know, Rock can push the genre forward with his complicated rhyme schemes and kind of change the game. Um, mm -hmm. And you mentioned that, you know, Rock Kim, you wanted to rap like Rock Kim. You wish you could rap like Rock Kim, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious because I feel like every black man had a stage where we wanted to be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me and my brother and my homie made a little fucking mixtape when we were like fucking in, in middle school and high school and shit. Um, did you ever have aspirations of being a rapper? Like, I know you're doing your thing on the DJ inside, but I want to know, yeah. you, were you ever going to be MC Freshy, um, um, Kiana F or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> oh lord jesus um so i never thought that i could be a rapper but like from being from texas like it's just like a heavy hip-hop heavy freestyle state mm -hmm. so everybody pretty much had to have a little bit of a freestyle ready so i had when i was in like middle school i'm like debating if i want to say it because i might just <laughs> laugh through it but it's just like everybody had their shit so like i didn't want to like be a rapper rapper but i was like if anybody taps me in for a freestyle i'm ready to go <laughs> so yeah that's the extent of how far i went <laughs> okay so you kept it on top you know yeah, yeah i did yeah. i never i never said it out loud um it's just it's <laughs> up in here just like four bars but yeah <laughs> I'm curious, um, you know, you obviously you're talking about how much you knew this subject matter before you started on the book, but I, I'm also sure you came across a lot of interesting stuff that you didn't know. Like what was something that surprised you or, or what was one of those cool like aha moments as you were doing the research for it? Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be so random, but I didn't know that Gucci Mane's name was pronounced Radrick. I, I thought it was Roderick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was... um. I was like doing some research, listening to like a bunch of his shit for the album that I put in in the book, and I was like, "Radrick, who the fuck is that?" So yeah, that was that was the moment that I was not. Expecting. I don't know that nigga. Um, that's perfect. No, that's perfect. That's exactly okay. what I was looking for. That's perfect. <laughs> so, I, I, who the fuck is that? Yeah, right, right. I heard him, but like, what? Oh, go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say, um, you know, uh, one major reason besides me, of course, being a big fucking fan of your writing. Um, one major reason I was excited to read this book is that, you know, with the um, with the celebration of rap's fiftieth birthday, it's been very New York centric, right? And I am mm -hmm. at it. Rap was born in New York City. We don't have rap without NYC. I get the, I get that. But you know, it feels like the South, who's been running this rap shit for just about as long as New York once did, was being overlooked. And like I said, I was very much looking forward to your perspective at this time because your work, you know, as a woman from Texas, it has always been kind of rooted in you lending your voice to Southern rappers and to women rappers, right? And I love that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm curious as to, you know, how does it feel as someone who, you know, constantly goes to bat, you know, for the South and for a woman in this industry? Like, does it get frustrating at times? Because the shit frustrates me a bit. I ain't gonna lie to you because the South and women rappers should still not be getting overlooked like this in 2023. Women having a I moment, though. Agree. They run this uh, shit. You feel oh, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a renaissance yeah, for right. sure. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah. I'm having a great time right now with the with the ladies. But um, yeah, I feel like um, 
it's really difficult just to exist just as a, a black woman music journalist in, in general like it's the space is not very welcoming to us even in this in this year and the year of our lord 2023 like people are still not really engaging with the work that we're doing and if they are it's like because they want to argue or because they want to like pretend like mm -hmm. they know more than me and i'm like it's not gonna happen like i wrote a fucking book like you're not gonna know more than me at this point I'm i quoted myself in my interview with scarface on the scarface chapter of my book drop your nuts on her exactly like yeah it just like there was this one time i was at a, a bar like maybe some months back and i was talking me and my sister some dudes from like boston or something were like trying to talk to me and my sister <laughs> of and course, they were <laughs> <right>? <laughs> of course but yeah like the dude he was like yeah you know because um drake came out before future and i was like wouldn't do you not know your history like and he was arguing me down like trying to tell me that he was like before him and et cetera, et cetera. and i was like look we're just going to agree to disagree so that's kind of where i'm at in general with like conversations about hip-hop with people who don't have good intentions yes. um but when it comes to people who like actually want to like read the work and like talk and have a conversation about it. I love that shit. Like I could do that 24 seven, 365. I do do that for the most part, but like as often as I can, I want to have these kinds of conversations because it's just like hip hop is so important to like everything that we do, everything that we see, everything that we consume. It's literally embedded in mm -hmm. all of life. So yeah, I'm always down to talk about it as long as people are respectful. And yeah, to the Southern point, I think we're getting to a better place. Um, not as, welcoming in that respect as i would like but i don't know i'm like i'm trying to be respectful because like you know i lived i lived in brooklyn for like some years i love y'all visited me there like you know i love or me well, did. but yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah 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 that's right that's right i was like who was there but yeah and my little yeah, bed that shit was apartment. tight though that yeah, was fire um, it was fire. There you go I miss it. I miss my my little my little uh what are, I called okay, it my shelter. But yeah anyway um yeah so I live there I have deep respect for everything that they've contributed as you said Tyler but it's just it comes down to like respect and acknowledgement of the contributions that have been made from the south from women and as long as there's respect in the picture I can like have a conversation and be you know respectful back and have that kind of back and forth but if people are just coming to me like with a disrespectful tone or with intentions that I can mm -hmm. like read and see that they're not coming with it like correctly, then that's why I'm like, you know what? I'll just mute you and move on or whatever I can do in the real world. What's your I wish we could mute motherfuckers in the real world. That would be so And they're talking, <laughs> you see their mouth moving, but you can't hear shit. <laughs> what what is, okay, but let, okay, hold on. Let's brainstorm the mechanics. Would this be a hand gesture or a noise? Like what would the signal be that like I'm no longer hearing anything? I would love saying? to shoo a nigga. What about a new one? Kiana's got a middle finger. John's got uh, the shooing someone is I almost more disrespectful That's than how the I feel like I want to tell somebody to scram so bad. I told a nigga to beat it once. This is one of my favorite things I ever did. Oh, hell yeah. I was like, yo, beat it, bro. <laughs> Kick rock. I think it was going to be like, what, yeah. what, what do I do here? I was like, nigga, I'm going to tell a nigga beat it. But uh, you're lucky you didn't run into him at the soda fountain, brother. <laughs> brother. But uh, at the sock hop. <laughs> But uh, what's your favorite era of music? I know we we met during the blog era. Oh. You know what I mean? And we would go to yeah. South by. We see. I mean, we saw yeah. Chance the Rapper and Chief Keef before they had blown the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Man. We saw uh, yeah. Kend uh, Kendrick and Schoolboy on one side. Then we saw uh, Big Crit yeah. on the other side. And they were at, at, at Peckerheads, which is like a dive bar. You Peckerheads, feel me? Yeah. Before we even we had yeah. heard Schoolboy before with on with Kendrick, but we I never seen him. 
And I was like, who was the who was the yeah. homie that might and then he killed shit. You feel me? Like it was crazy. But like, yeah. so we talked about that, but then you have the memories with your mother, you know what I'm saying? Uh yeah. listen to UGK. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your favorite favorite era? You know what I mean? Of music. Yeah. Um, I have to say it is the blog era. Like that Special was the time. that's a really important, very pivotal, very um formative time for me. That was like the the moment for for me when I was able to kind of start discovering stuff on my own and you know being on like nah right and yeah. like downloading media fire links and shit like that like that was so much fun for me i had a raggedy ass computer so i was just driving that bitch yeah making it worse i didn't care i was like nasty I need downloads. yeah i need the music i need it <laughs> that was like i remember like i was um downloading like wayne and Joel's and stuff like that and obviously wiz currency drake like all the people sure. that were popping up at that time but also um around that time was also like the space goes perp like mm-hmm. era and he's somebody that is very near and dear to my heart like i adore him and everything that he's been able to kind of create and affect other people like from florida he's a mm-hmm. florida artist but like all the acts that have come out of that state even like in the mid 2010s they didn't really matter like the little what are little pumps yeah, yeah. like those kids i don't have as much attachment to but it's like the foundation of Rob where they Banks, came from you know I have what I mean? yeah yeah yeah, 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 you know yeah, that's my yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention him because people tell me I talk about him all the time. So I'm <laughs> nah, like, I'm he's fired. But yeah, that's yeah, that's my guy. But yeah, um, the blog era for sure. That's I wish. And some some days, some days I'm like, I wish I could go back, go back. But it was it for was, the most yeah. part, yeah, it was it was yeah. so much fun. It was so much fun. So um, you know, um, to transition from that, and I'm I'm glad we've got a youth here <laughs> for this question that I'm about to ask you. How do you feel about this particular era? Because I'm going to sh- be honest mm. with you, right? Like I'm not a hip hop is dead ass motherfucker. I'm not one of those mm. dudes. I'm a firm believer that hip hop will always persevere. There will always be some new energy that comes along and pushes the, the genre forward. But I think right now we're mm. in a downtime, right? And like I said, I don't think, mm. like I said, I'm not an old man shaking my fist at the cloud saying rap is dead. I just think we need some new energy. We need like a fucking 04 Kanye or 0350 or mixtape yeah. music yeah. Come and, and, and kind of shift, yes. shift the landscape. So how do you feel about this era right now? Someone, like I said, is someone who's younger than me because I, <laughs> because I had a, a, um, you know, a, a time like when I was younger, like during... I would say after the crunk era and before like the, the the blog era where I was like, bro, rap, I don't know if it's doing it for me right now. That was kind of like yeah. that was kind of like the Snap music era. And Snap was cool. Was some shit to have some fun with <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. club, but ain't nobody going back and playing no franchise boys albums to in 2023. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, so so I'm just curious. Like, like I said, I'm not a hip hop is dead old, angry, ornery motherfucker. I do think we're at a down period right now. Like I said, I think we just need some some new energy to come shift shit up. How do you feel about that? Yeah. And to John's point earlier, I think the women are really about to take it to a new place. Um, I'm excited. I say so many names all the time. And right now I'm like, who can I talk about that? I haven't already talked about, but like, I love Ken, the man Mm -hmm. from Houston. I love Mona Leo also from from Houston. Megan, obviously she's all the way up there, but, um, I love, you know, Lola Brooke, Maya, the Dawn, Flo Millie. I love all the girls who have been like bubbling for the past year to three years back, Mm -hmm. I would say. Like, I feel like they're having a lot of fun. Um, Ice Spice, she's she's fine. She's not my cup of tea always. Sometimes it's cute, but not always. But yeah, um, in general, I feel like that's going to be the next, like, wave, quote unquote, is like the women. So in non-binary, fam, queer, yeah. everything like that. So um, yeah, aside from that, I'm, <laughs> the, the men are kind of boring. Um, <laughs> it's not, um, I, I love like Baby yeah, Face Play, sure. yeah. um, Bezo, V's. Um, I love those like- Yeah, Michigan's uh, doing it so big. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes. exactly. Yeah. Um, who else? 
uh, Baby Drill. Baby Drill, you fight Nudie, yeah, yeah, you feel me? Yeah, I Baby love Drill Baby tough, Drill. Man. I, yeah, I, yeah. I had questions about Baby Drill when he first came out. I was like, uh, man. but I, I'm feeling him now. You know what I mean? He had the the feature yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with Nudie, and I'm like, it's, do I like it because Nudie's on this motherfucker? But no, he tough. Exactly, he tough. He tough. Yeah, he tough. yeah, yeah. So I think there. Are, I'm like, I've always kind of been an underground, not really mainstream girl. So I'm having a lot of fun listening to like those kinds of artists. But yeah, in terms of like the big like flag torchbearer or whatever, I don't know who that is right now. Um, I don't think there's anybody that's really like I'm looking at the book again, like I'm looking at Wayne, Pac, Missy, Kim, like, you know, I don't see that yet. And maybe it's because like they're still in development. Maybe they're still being formed and created and, you know, evolving or whatever. But I don't I don't see it right now. And I kind of allude to that in the book um, toward the end where I talk about like, you know, um, like the pandemic and how people are still creating and things of that, uh, that ilk. But I don't know. I'm just like, I want to be like excited. I want to be like ripped yeah, from my yeah, seat, like sure. the blog era, like, you know, like when we first heard right. so exactly. far gone, like, ah, what is this? You know, yeah. we talk about Drake all we yeah. want, but that first interaction with him before it was actually sold, you know, he was signed mixtape. Exactly. That reaction was insane. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We run it out for three months. So yeah, I feel you on that. But I mean, mm -hmm. there's some there's some artists like you know like I think they had in, like Tyler the Creator, Vince Staples, mm -hmm. Mick Jenkins, who just yeah. dropped the album. Like they yeah. created their their sound has evolved to mm -hmm. something that is beautiful, but they haven't reached the levels that most hip hop stars you know who are as good as they are generally do. You know what I mean? So and I, and yeah. I also like I, I find myself listening to a lot of dudes from overseas now, like. We could talk about as much as Ooh. like the UK shit, like clowning that shit, but they got some vibes over there. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's shift it's shifting a little yeah. bit. John, how much perky turkey? It ain't no perky turkey no more, bro. <laughs> they talking that shit over there, my G. You feel me? They got yeah. they, it, it, the energy. <laughs> the energy's right. The perky turkey we left that in 2017, bro. They, you know they 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 moved on. Do you like you Central said what? C? I fuck with Central C. I fuck with like Central, Central C. C. I fuck with uh. Oh, yeah, that, that EP you got with Dave go crazy. You know what I'm saying? What's this, uh just yeah. what's it the same? Huh, huh, it's a, it's such a Jay Huss, Jay, Jay Huss, Huss. You know what I mean? He drops, he got some yeah. shit. You know, there's some, there's some dope people over there. I've been fucking with Central C since like, I think like 2021, 2020. But like, he's really turned it up. So mm -hmm. like, there's some people over there, and I'm just wondering, like, are you, are you fucking with that overseas? Joint? I know music in general mm. with like, you know, uh, with like uh, Afrobeat. You know, like it's becoming yeah. way more international as far as taste, my taste. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if, if, if yeah. is, that, is that happening with you as well? Not you, quite you yet. yet. I'm still, I'm still a stateside yeah, yeah. girl. You know, I'm Texas like, won't let you listen like to some uh, to UK like... shit, bro. That's that's damn near illegal <laughs> in that state, probably. <laughs> Pretty much, people the fuck are, is, yeah. pull out a rifle in my right. pants. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I want to get more into like mm -hmm. other regions for sure. Um, I just haven't yet because I feel like I'm I'm still playing catch up. Like there are still artists that like I'm just now getting up on. Like um, what's his name? I always, it's like four words, Lon, band gang Lonnie Band. I'm, I'm not here. I think that's his name. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've only heard yeah. like a few of his songs, but like there's one of them called um, Shit. I'm going to forget. I'll, I'll show, send that. But either way, um, yeah, yeah. I just put it in a mix that I did recently. And it's like, he's, the, be the beat is beautiful. And he's really talking about some real shit, like talking about, you know, I don't want to say the the S word with yeah. self-harm. Um, okay. And he's talking about like, you know, like, you know, if you're going to be in the streets, like you got to get a lawyer, you got to get bomb money, you got to like the get real a shit. for your kids. Like, he's like in a different way. Real you shit, feel like, that, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So I really like him. I don't know much yeah. of his other material, but that song really grabbed me. 
So yeah, um, I want to get more into like artists that are already creating mm -hmm. here so I can like have a grip on the culture, quote unquote, whatever. But, yeah. um, you know, I just want to be more like invested because I, even though I did write this book and I do feel very like in tune and in touch, I still feel like I don't know as much yeah. as I could. So I like, I, um, I went to a quinceanera yeah. over the weekend and, um, in my hometown and they were playing like cumbia and like Texas hip hop, yeah. like classic, like want to be a baller and stuff like that. But I wanted to like just run up on the kids and be like, what are y'all listening yeah, to? Right, like, who right, do you fuck right. Because I don't know what they connect with. Like, I know they like, you know, like young boy, little baby, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But like, as far as like the newer artists, I'm very interested to see who they're gravitating You heard of Junie? J-O-N-N-Y. He, uh, That's he's, so uh, he's like, I think he's Habasha. I think he's from D.C. You know what I mean? But okay. like, uh, yeah, yeah, like he's he kind of fired. I, I just got it. I was in Undefeated and I heard a song and I Shazam this mm. shit. I'm still Shazam and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a society motherfucker too. I'm that nigga too. Like, yo, this kind of hard. And it was like from 2020. And then he just dropped yeah. this album, and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this shit kind of hard. But yeah, there's some there's some good artists. It's just not. We don't have like a place to go to find shit like we used to. Like with the blogs, we well, had well, like you know what I'm saying like hype beast or to find the underground spaces. Mm -hmm. oh, Two dope boys, and, and, you feel and, me? Yeah. and even before that, Friday Saturday nights on your radio station were right, right, you were hearing right. Shit you never heard. But it's kind of exactly, hard to find yeah. the newer acts now. Um, and I realized, but I, 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 I realized that. But go, yeah, go ahead, Mike. There's 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 something that we you know the three of us have talked about this on the pod a little bit but so Kiana I I cover and write about uh, high school athletes in Long Beach so mm -hmm. you know like black teenagers mostly <laughs> mm -hmm. and then and like music is has a different place in their upbringing than it did in ours because if you've grown up in the smartphone era music is now competing with things that it didn't used to mm. compete with so like when my kids my son's ten. He likes music, but he is just as likely to put on an episode of The Simpsons on his phone while he's cleaning as he mm -hmm. is music because it's the same it's the same Background. device for him. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. yeah and so exactly. and so the and so the kids, you know, like I'm I'm up in um, Portland right now with a high school football team. They like less rappers than we liked mm. when we were in high school because mm. it's just it, do you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not talked about. It's not. I, I wouldn't. I, I would almost say. And I'm the same as Tyler. Like I, I, I always hesitate anytime I say anything that sounds like an old man yelling at clouds. <laughs> but they definitely. I don't. I don't feel like there's the same sort of like reverence for music that there used to be. And, and mm. even when I see kids, like high school kids, going to big shows where they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I got to see this person." It's uh because Drake was in in mm. Southern California, and they're like, "Wow, Drake is to them like." you know, uh, like an older, like an older person that is like almost from a different era, yeah. you know? And so it's, yeah. but, but there is almost this acknowledgement from them that like, I don't know that they think that there will be a rapper they're listening to who will do a show for 40,000 people. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm, it, it's just, it, it it's, it's weird, but it does feel to me like the technology of how we listen to music has started to actually change sort of everything about it in a, in a weird way because it, it's just very like when I started writing was like 2008 and for about 10 years it felt to me like 
okay, I, you know, the kid, the rappers the kids are listening to aren't always my favorite, but I'm always trying to hear what they're listening to. I'm interested mm-hmm. in it. Even if like a Roddy Rich is like not my favorite ever, there's stuff mm-hmm. on an album that I'll like. And so I'm, I'm tapping in and really it's like the last four or five years. And it is, I realize it's the kids that grew up with an iPhone when they were one years old, mm. two years yeah. old. It's just different. Like there just That's isn't like, I don't, I don't see them on Instagram. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's Friday, but I, and it, I think it's probably the same for our parents' generation about a certain kind of dance. You mm-hmm. know, like oh, they don't go to dances anymore, like whatever. But yeah, it it is it's sad to me too. But I don't see like even six seven years ago, you'd see on a Friday on Instagram, all the kids we follow are posting about this album dropped. Whatever, I I just mm-hmm. don't really see it to be completely yeah. honest with you. From kids that are I'm, in high school right now. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, what y'all think about like social media's effect on? kids reverence mm. of artists because i feel like like for like a blue face like fuck him but yeah, like yeah, just yeah, for yeah. example <laughs> um like he's the ultimate clown and i feel like if we didn't have social media he might be able to get away with more shit than he does and i think people might quote unquote respect him more if you know mm. they didn't know all the clownery that he does so like because like when he first came out like i was like i had a, a radio show and I put like three of his songs back to back. I was like, I'm feeling this shit. Like it was all the same. It all sounded the same. But, um, you know, it was like very, it was just fun and new for me. And then like once I found out more about him and I had more interactions with him, I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. never mind. So yeah, I feel like that, um, that immediacy, that ability to like really connect with people or see what they're doing 24 seven, I think is probably affecting, um, people's ability to really revere and bring an artist into their lives the way that we used to. But what do y'all think? I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And um, because, you know, social media lends everyone a voice, right? Which is, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a great thing, of course. But in, in, in the sense of the discussion we're having now, like you take a look at, at a guy like Drake, hands down mm-hmm. been the top rapper since fucking 2009, 2010, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets clowned like I have never seen a top guy in a game who is <laughs> so literally respected by so many people, right? Like you, like yeah. you know, like to your point, there was a reverence for Jay Z when he was on top. There was a, a reverence for Biggie when he was on top. Um, of course, Drake has a ton of fans, the biggest rapper in the world. But like I said, he gets jokes the way I've never seen a top guy in rap ever get jokes. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so there's there's that to your point. Um, but you know, I think that that's one of the things about social media as well is that. Um, I think it's kind of eliminated the consensus that we used to have a bit where there were just undeniable classics, right? Like Doggy Style was a classic to everyone, you know, of my generation, you know, Life After That was a classic to everyone of my generation. And now, you know, there's a lot of dissenting opinions, right? Like, and you see folks air that shit out. And, you know, I, like I said, I think that's a good thing because I do think that, you know, for so very long, the gatekeeping, you know, kind of, um, worked to the disadvantage for a lot of, of, of of rappers especially non-new york city rappers right when when mm-hmm. when we just had you know the source and double excel right like you know y- you weren't seeing you know the reverence for eight ball and mjg that you were seeing for nas you know what i mean right um yeah but yeah but but you know i'm rambling a bit here but 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 to the point about how shit has kind of changed where where it, it feels like the youngest are not as invested in rap as as we as much as we were um 
I think the accessibility mm-hmm. that everyone has now, right? You can go to yes, your phone and find any fucking song, any fucking album you want. You pay $10 a month with Apple and the world is yours, right? It wasn't like that with us. We were buying $15 CDs going into that shit blind, right? We were taking we a had to sit with it. And, we had and, to sit with it. Because, yeah, you know that's what I'm saying? saying? I hope we, there's we, not only one good yeah, song yeah, right. on this shit. Exactly. I'm my, my entire life savings hurt me, bro. Little flip hurt me. Double album and one good song. Don't flip, Herbie. Flip, don't do Herbie, Herbie, like that, Damn, man. flip a oh, damn. Yeah. I remember my homie saying that shit when he, like, come on, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. We had to sit with it because, like, bro, I put $15 into this motherfucker. I'm going to find some heaters on this shit. I'm going to sit with yes. it. I'm going to soak it in. And albums, it felt like albums lasted so much longer with us back then. Like, like I mentioned, like, Doggy Style, bro, that shit ran, was, was had like a year oh, run sure. with us, yeah. right? Like, we loved yeah. the fuck out of that album. And it feels like, you know, albums today, they don't have that big of a shelf life because I I think that, you know, beyond just music, I think that social media has shortened our attention spans drastically, right? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. It's a microwave society now. Like, shit is hot for a few seconds, and then we're, we're on to the next. So. I think part of it is, yeah. like, the mystery's gone. Like, we have access in such a way that the mystery's mm. gone. Like, you have to have a... Not only yeah. do I need you to be make good music, but I got to believe it in how you are acting. And everything was so curated back then. We're like, you know, I didn't know Jada Kiss was funny as shit. I thought he was the hardest right. nigga on the planet. You know what I'm saying? So like, like if <laughs> yeah. I knew he was funny, you know, and he was cracking jokes on Twitter, I might not have, you know, thought of him in the same way, even though his music was incredible and deniable to me. You feel what I'm saying? But like, yeah. like, yeah, like there's a lot of dudes where, and I don't, I think Twitter, you can still curate your tweets. You can still like, you know, uh, but like, I can see if you yeah. a lame ass nigga on Instagram stories. Instagram oh, stories, sure. when they made, oh, when, they, when it was like, you could post, sure. you could post your, you know, the, the picture. That could be curated, you know what I mean? But when I see you mm-hmm. talking to that camera and you ain't the nigga that you rapping like, nigga, nigga, you a lame ass nigga, bro. Like that that really <laughs> showed you. I saw you live looking at that bitch, and you ain't the, you ain't standing the way you you know, you ain't you ain't moving the way you was moving prior. You ain't the smooth yeah, ass nigga, nigga you you cool is. ass nigga, you know what I mean? Yeah. You looking kind of goofy, <laughs> my nigga. You feel me? Like yeah. so everything was so yeah. curated at one point where like the only thing we had was what the label or what your team built out for you to be mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and exactly. i mean like the, the, i mean we saw how that affects you like when when uh 50 came out and you know created wainston and like changed what yeah. we thought ja rule was and niggas was like i mean yes. he, he, he nigga he basically did he, he took right, he stopped his career and did what ja rule did but we believed he was a, he started singing on rap songs, but he was a hood nigga, Girl. had a chest out, you know what I'm saying, thugging. And we believed it. So when yeah. the brand is harder, if you don't mimic the brand, if you if you out here fronting, you know what I'm saying, we going to see it. And you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. I think that's hard. It's hard because everything's not, not as curated as it once was in the past. But them IG yeah. stories, man, I started like, I started following some motherfuckers. I'm like, man, you are not the nigga you talk. <laughs> I thought you feel me. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> they need to they stay, need to stay off, off IG shit. stories, Why? man. Yeah, Ken, I think Kendrick's really good at that, yeah. at keeping the mystery, keeping the yeah. mystery. You know yeah. what I mean? And then we, he Absolutely. is the rapper. We don't know who Kendrick the person is. You know what I'm saying? Correct. We know Kendrick the He's rapper. He's not Meek Millen himself. He's out not here. Meek Millen. Meek <laughs> Millen oh. here standing up. He hanging upside down in Japan. You know what I mean? Like bunny right. hopping for white <laughs> right, folks. Right, right, this right. This motherfucker doing backflips. You know, like he, he, he like nigga, you looking kind of goofy. But like when he was, when all we had was his YouTube videos with the dirty dreads and shit yes. and knowledge is yeah, remixes. Yeah. You know, like 
Oh my God. Love them shits. I'm like, oh, this nigga crack cold. But then you see him hanging upside down from like, you know, some, some whatever, like at the, on the jungle well, you jail. Saw the, you, 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 saw, you saw the video of him with the reseller that was yeah, on Twitter like a couple bullshit. days ago. It's like, like you know, it, it's like stuff like that. Like you said, like we didn't see that nah, with Nate Dogg. You know what I mean? You yeah. just, we saw him, we <laughs> right. saw him fight the court case. Yeah. And or, or, and it went, we it went both bottom. ways too. Like we had no idea that MC Hammer was Dude, actually the most dangerous musician in the United me? States of America. And we had no idea who that out of man the white was. Households that was loving right. the hell out of MC Hammer, but he was a, he was jump beat niggas' ass, you know, behind closed doors, <laughs> and, and had and had the ones that we was shook about shook. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. And and and, and funny thing is to tie it back to the vlog era that we all love so much. I feel like the first rapper who we ever saw commit career suicide in real time via social media was Charles Hamilton. Yep. yep. Once homie, oh, once homie yeah. got punched in his shit with that little panther the doll rings. on his own, right? And those, the, bro, that's legit where the Sonic Rings meme came from. Because you remember, his whole shit was Sonic, right? So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, he's, he's an originator in that. He gave us a timeless meme. But yeah, I remember Charles Hamilton was like the first rapper. I was like, bro, this dude is just not who I thought he was. And he legitimately com- and, committed career suicide via and, social media. And th- doesn't he have mental health issues? So? I think he does. He, he might. He, he might have yeah. been one of that. Yeah. And that's the tough yeah. part about that shit. It's like you know, I don't know how many people listening know this, but I'm bipolar type one, and that shit is one of the things that I do is I run to social media if I'm in a manic mm-hmm. episode and I just start mm-hmm. spewing shit, whether it's real or not, true or not, whatever. So that's why I'm like, I have a very soft spot for like people mm-hmm. who go through shit like that because it's just like you can't control mm-hmm. what the fuck you're doing unless somebody comes and takes your your phone and your computer and everything that you can access the world with like there's really no way to stop I this think- shit and i but that, that's part of the thing about social media is like if you're a rapper going through that in 1994 you had to there were a yeah, lot of layers private. between you and everyone seeing everything that you were yeah. going through and stuff like that you know so yeah i do i i i think that i think y'all hit it on the head I, like yeah i think that's a great point about social media and how much that's changed it i would say the other thing that just occurred to me was like you know, when I would be on a football sideline or just walking around a high school or something, f- from when I was in high school to about five years ago, you would hear kids rapping all the time. And you mm. don't, I don't, you don't hear they that as much either with teenagers. You know what I mean? All of my friends on the block here were trying to rap, dog. Everyone was a rapper. If you're a 16 year old kid right now and you could choose between being a Twitch streamer slash streamer of some kind and a rapper, I think that those numbers would be like shocking to people who grew up when we grew up. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Or like a TikTok kid or something like that. Right. Like, but there's no yeah. old people telling them and like and I don't I don't mean to discredit all of us. Again, like I'm <laughs> I like I you know, but like there's no there's no thirty nine year old, fifty year old person telling them about how great TikTok was mm-hmm. in the nineties. It's just a fun thing they're doing with their yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. And so you know, so I think it some of these new things have for them some of the role that music had for us where like I never had to like my dad would talk to me about Neil Young. He was not talking to me about yeah. rap. That was something mm-hmm. that was for me and my friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Kiana, you had that great relationship with your mom, but like I think that the the newness and the privateness of some of the shit that kids are into now is is part of what's more appealing to them versus being a part of and that makes me sad because being a part of a long cultural conversation, like that's part of what is fun to me about mm-hmm. rap, you know, mm-hmm. or or mm-hmm. sports or any of the stuff that I like. So mm-hmm. um I don't know, man. Maybe maybe one of these kids I'm talking to today is going to be writing uh, the greatest Twitch streamers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the next Kai Sinat. You know 20, yeah, right. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the next Kai He's like, what, 19? So they... <laughs> 
Crazy though. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. moly. Well, Kiana, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Again, 50 Years of Hip Hop. Anywhere you get your books, go pick it up. It's a beautiful book. It's one you'll want to hang on to for a long time. You could talk to your friends about it. It is one of those absolute keepsake books that if you love rap music, if you love music, if you love talking to your friends, if you love good memories, there's something in that book for everyone. And like she said, uh, like I mentioned before, it's beautiful too. So thank you so much for hopping on with us. We really appreciate you. Kiana, thank y'all. I really appreciate this. Yeah, made this my whole little month. Thank you. Long Hell over yeah. Like I said, we're yeah. so, so, so fucking proud of you. We're so happy for you. Yeah. Like we Thank really appreciate you. you hopping on with us, Kiana, for real. We gotta get you of on course, soon again, course. man. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. So Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.